This is Inner Healing Paths podcast. Here we discuss the healing of the mind, body, soul, and spirit through a variety of different paths. We have emotional and spiritually minded conversations centering on ancestral healing, psychology, astrology, yoga, meditation, magic, and indigenous spiritual practices of the world. I am your host, Rosa Shetty, and I am so happy you are here. Welcome. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Inner Healing Paths. This episode is titled Healing Through Culture, Leadership, Social Justice, and Curanderismo with Dr. Patty Ramirez. So we have a conversation with Dr. Patty and all things related to healing and reconnecting to our ancestral ways. She is the founder of Colibri, which is an organization that focuses on healing through traditional, ancestral, cultural, and social justice modalities. Uh, Dr. Patty talks to us about her journey of discovering her calling, incorporating indigenous healing practices to everything she does from social justice activism to candle making. She shares about the healing path of curanderismo and her own journey in connecting with her inner brujandera. So I know you will love this episode, and without further ado, take a listen. Hi, Patty. How are you? Thank you so I'm much. Doing good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing. I'm doing good. You know, just uh, just busy as usual with the baby and everything I have going on. <laughs> but I'm here, and I'm glad we were finally able to to meet. I know we've been we were talking about this for for a few weeks, and it finally happened. <laughs> I know it's so long overdue, but I think it's so like needed. Yes, thank end. you. Well, thank you for for your time and for being here. Of course, of course. Thank you yeah. for inviting me. Yes, absolutely. So to get started, can you share with our listeners a little bit about you, where you're from, and you know, just just give tell us who you are. Yes. Oh my gosh. Um. That's such a loaded question nowadays. <laughs> Absolutely. So wherever you want to start, it's okay. <laughs> yes. You know what? I'm it's I'm gonna be um I'm just gonna be very grounded with, with this intro. Um, you know, I'm a Chicana Indígena Salvadorena. Um I identify as she, her, hers. I'm uh, you know, um a fierce advocate. I'm a sister. I am a comadre. I am a self-proclaimed brujandera. Um, I'm also just so passionate about, um, you know, helping the collective reconnect to our intuition and to our inner medicine, our magic. Um, but, but, you know, aside from that, like if we're think if we're talking about titles, I am a social worker. I got my doctorate uh, this past year, literally the day before. Congratulations. My Ooh, Big accomplishment. <laughs> yes. Gracias. I'm still celebrating. Yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. And just, you know, I, I'm uh, always evolving. 
I'm always evolving. I'm, I'm a human being first and foremost. Um, or what I like to say is I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm -hmm. And so life for me is a remembering, right? A remembering of, of my essence and my, my magic and my medicine. So I'm excited to be here with, with everyone, yes. with all your listeners. Absolutely. And thank you for that, for that beautiful introduction. Um, you mentioned brujandera, so I love that. <laughs> Can you tell us what that is and, and yes. what does that mean for, you for know, those that don't know you? For, so for me, and you know, this is, um, so like I mentioned earlier, I identify as Chicana Indígena. Um, and so through my lineage of being Mexican and Salvadorian, um, I am uplifting my indigenous um, cultural healing practices, and uh, specifically in Mexican Mayan traditions, which is what what you would um, consider the region of Mexico, El Salvador, the Northern Triangle, like Honduras uh, and Guatemala. Um, there's, you know, hundreds of ind indigenous groups and indigenous uh, practices. Uh, but for me, you know, I'm elevating the the practices of curanderismo um, and also the magic that I've always been connected to, you know, um, so the bruja, the bruja, which, you know, it has such negative connotation or it has historically. So brujandera is a way to integrate the magic and the medicine, right? And I love to, to claim that and to own that and to stand in my power. Um, you know, I have elders who say, you don't call yourself a curandera, the community does, right? So um, the reason why I choose to reclaim brujandera is because for a long time, uh, women of color are told to doubt themselves, are trained, are taught uh, to seek external validation. And although the community is so important and, and I don't take community care and, and the, you know, caring for my communities lightly, I also need to own my own validation. No, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for, for, for sharing that with us. And um, you mentioned a few things that I want to go into a little bit, um, a little bit later, but for now, just to open up this conversation and to open up the space, um, you know, as you know, my podcast is called Inner Healing Paths, and that's because I believe there are so many paths that, that lead to, to healing. And, I, you know, I just I wanted to ask you to get started is from your line of, uh, of work or just from your own personal healing journey. Um, how does healing happen? What does it look like for you from just from your perspective? Yes, um, you know, the, right away, it made me think of this image that, I, that has been circulating and it's a scribble. Like, it's like just going everywhere. Yes, I've seen it. Yes, You've seen it, Absolutely. yes. Yeah. We might actually make more memes about it <laughs> after this. Um, but healing has been that. And, you know, one thing that I, that I say often, and this is how I started my uh, doctoral capstone defense is, so I was born at six months. I was supposed to be born in March. I was born in December. I, I say that when, when I was born, I, was, I started life, you know, fighting for my life. 
and I haven't stopped since, right? Uh, because my trajectory, like a lot of my path was around social justice. Like as a youth organizer in East Los Angeles, um, I was always like in the advocacy world. And, you know, most of the things that I advocated for, I was also directly impacted or my family was. So, you know, being someone who, you know, has witnessed, you know, others being deported, incarcerated, who, you know, um, you know, my father was murdered in El Salvador by police, um, a lot of different aspects, you know, experience, um, different forms of violence. Uh, for me, you know, on top of that, there was, you know, the idea that of disconnection that was that kind of like, it's something I carried with me and I didn't actually recognize it until I was like burning out from the work, right? And I realized, oh my gosh, like I'm so disconnected from myself, from my body, from my lineage. Um, I, you know, I, do, I didn't grow up with my father. Um, and so I didn't know my Salvadorian side, you know, and then my family through migration, colonization and assimilation, we lost or um, should I say a lot of our practices were stolen and uh, taken, right? And so one of the wounds that I carried was that I felt fragmented like Oyoshauki, you know? Yeah, yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. The way you put it, and, and it's so true. I mean, we're that, that sense of feeling disconnected um, and, you know, and, and just um, like that, that fragmentation that is so, so, I mean, because we're, we're conditioned to go, 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 go. And then it's not until something that starts impacting that we realize, wow, like I'm, I'm burned out, but really what you're, you know, what you shared is we're just um, fra- disconnected, fragmented, our, we're spread thin, you know, thin, thin, thin. And we, you know, it's, a, there's a process of healing, which is really the process of remembering right and we play with that word of remembrance yes coming putting the pieces together yeah coming home to ourselves um it's so interesting because we are in the west direction and in the mexica tradition which is all about rest and transformation and um koyo shauki is a huge energy during this time um, and it's someone that i've resonated with since high school right um it was when i was like oh my gosh like there's a lot more layers, um, and I and I remembered the the idea of like dismemberment, right? Um, feeling fragmented, uh, remembering wasn't just around our collective memory, uh, because for many of us, um, intergenerational trauma resulted in losing, or you know, kind of like letting go, escaping, forgetting. And so the remembering piece wasn't just about the, the somatics, like the body, like the actual, actually putting the pieces together. Um, it was also about reframing my relationship to myself, right? And I talked a little bit about that earlier in terms of like the external validation versus the um, internal validation that comes from me. Uh, and similarly, the remembering, I have to remember that I already know, I already know, 
I already have, I have the medicine. I don't need to outsource my healing. I can give it to myself. That is so, so powerful that what you just said, I don't have to outsource my healing. So I just want to stop there for a second and just like really, and, and hopefully our listeners, you know, can just really take that in. What does that mean? You know, it's when we're, when yeah. we're outsourcing our healing. Um, do you mind speaking a little bit more about just from your perspective? What have you, what does that look like? You know, what would be in your experience? How, how are we doing that? Or, or how are folks doing this? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've seen people in my life and including myself that I was going to every class, every seminar, I was paying for every training back to back and expecting someone else to do the work for me, right? And um, it, it wasn't until I realized like, oh, like I'm going to all of these things and I'm, nothing has changed. Right. And so I was like, something's not quite uh, right. And, you know, and, and, and I think, you know, when we are in the journey of healing, it can feel addicting because there's a false sense of control of like, oh, I'm owning my journey by going to all of these experts. Right. And we forget that we are the expert of our own experience that's the the concept of bypassing right whether it's mm-hmm. through spiritual practices but even through healing modalities right like you said the the constantly buying this class and this seminar and going to that experience and doing the you know it, it could be in because a lot of, we get caught up with with this and like you said there's that um, addictive component of um of just the buying of the experience um and almost if it feels like um it's uh, well maybe this is it right maybe this is what takes me to that next level and then we just realize well no that's not it and we keep going because like you said the work only we can do that for ourselves no one else can do that there's no magic wand you know and I think we were I was just talking with this with someone else earlier and it's like so many people just want the quick fix shortcut to healing but the reality is that it takes time and just in the, the folks that I work with and the folks that I know, um, and you know, even for you, you mentioned, you know, you've been on this journey since you were six months, you know, in your mom's womb. I mean, this, this has taken years of unfolding little by little, little by little. And there's many setbacks. I think you mentioned that meme earlier, the up and down, up and down, squibbly. Yes, <laughs> That's what it is. And until we really realize that 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 it's going to take time um I think we can start slowing down on how much we consume and and outsource like you said you know outsource our healing and just kind of just uh just be okay with where we're at and just allowing our own or tapping in I should say tapping into our own medicine that we all have and and we do need guides sometimes you know we do need someone to guide us and, and that can be in many different ways uh, or the, the guide the teacher the mentor it could come in in a different in many ways but anyway I believe that we do need that but at some point we do have to take responsibility for doing that work within ourselves and I think that's what you were alluding to yeah you know and the word that comes up for me is integration like I think that um when we speak about being addicted to healing or outsourcing 
um, healing or getting all the tools, right? Like I'm getting a new tarot deck this week, a new wand, like a new crystal, because this is supposed to magically fix everything. What I'm not doing is I'm not integrating. I'm not actually spending time um, slowing down the wound and, you know, really just feeling into what needs are surfacing, um, what wisdom, but also what blocks and resistance because those hold wisdom too, right? Um, and so that isn't happening and that's the work. And I think many of us um, maybe don't quite uh, embrace that work because it is so uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable. And we, you know, many of us don't have the skills to sit in that discomfort or in no. that grief. Yeah. I mean, many people don't have the, the guidance, the tools, resourcing them. And, and yeah, it is very uncomfortable. Uh, and, and it's, yeah, it's not easy to, so you mentioned the slowing down and, and, and connecting and really allowing these feelings to come through. That That's that's hard work. It's painful. And it's a lot easier. You know, I think you mentioned just um, going out and buying something, uh, an experience or a tool, a concrete tool. It, it feels a lot easier to do and of course it is but that's not where the healing happens right the healing happens like you said in integrating right well everything whatever it is that you're learning into your not just your mind your body but your 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 heart right and even at a soul level right things have to come together there has to be a remembrance mm -hmm. of that yeah yes. yeah I'm sure we can keep talking about <laughs> yeah absolutely I mean there's so much just in that but you know um you mentioned the the west directions and you you're in grandirismo and and I know that's something that you're very passionate about and I I don't know too much about it I know we actually met through I, I started studying with one of our elders or teachers and um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to continue on that path, um, so I didn't get to really dive into that and, and that and all of that wonderful. Just there's so much wisdom, so much knowledge there. But I know you've continued and you've grown, and you you know you you've really uh, been connected to 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 that to that world. Um, so can you share with our listeners a little bit more about curanderismo, um, just the way you see it, what you from your personal journey and and just what, what that is all about these days. Yeah, you know, um, for me, or at least in my journey, the way that I've seen curanderismo is, um, it really allows for the integration of mind, body, heart, and spirit. And so, um, you know, for many, I think many folks will, would say, oh, it's spiritual practices, um, indigenous practices, um, but it's actually a very uh, expansive, like there's so much that can happen within curanderismo and there's many different types of healing within, you know, and healers actually, uh, because you have people who, um, you know, practice and are very um, maybe skilled at working with plant medicine, for example, like remedios, remedies. Um, and then there's people who um, do more like platicas, uh, what would be akin to talk therapy. 
Um, or there's others that do body work like sobadas or hueseros. Uh, um, so there's a lot of uh, different components, uh, but it is a relational worldview that looks at all the elements um, as need needed so that there is an overall balance. And so when we talk about directions, we're talking about the elements of um, water, earth, fire, and air. And we're also talking about north, south, um, east, and west, and the wisdom that comes from each direction and each element. And so when coupled together, um, it can be a, a source of healing for many folks who resonate with these traditions. Um, so it's been it's been a remembering for me, um, and you know it's it's also um, a, a place of, of wounding, right? Because you know through my work and and through seeking elders that are outside of my own um, blood lineage, it's been affirming in the sense that some of the things that I've been able to experience and learn actually are things that my family does and knows that I uncovered, right? It, it kind of, this journey led to an unraveling of, of some sort. Uh, but then other pieces such as being Mexican Salvadorian, being, you know, Mexica Mayan, like I, I've been holding a lot of complexity, right? And, and also knowing that I don't know exactly, like I can't trace my lineage exactly and so I know, you know, the, the wound that comes from being fragmented in that way, right? It's the cultural fragmentation, if you will. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. And, and that's um, the, the cultural fragmentation part. That's, I mean, I think we, we are all in that. And some of us may be more aware of it than others. And that's where if you're aware of of something then you're able to heal from it right but it and unfortunately a lot of folks um still i don't think there's a it's it's not mainstream right the understanding of how of, of this sense of culturally how fragmented we are especially just if you if you just think about um just just in latin america right or not even just mexico central america and latin america how divided it is right even you know every, every uh, there's a lot of pride in there in each country and, and I understand and I totally understand that to it but I also feel that we are also we would be so much more powerful we can all just see each other as just this this huge huge territory of land and and but, but you know that that I think part of the programming is to for us to feel so fragmented to feel that i'm not that i'm not like those from you know this country and oh, i'm you know it, it just but that fragmentation is just so there's layers right when we're talking about our, uh, just mentally from an individual level and then there's a community level and now, now we're talking about just the just the wider uh, just being you know being um latinx and or however you identify, you know, in, in that sense. Um, so it's just such a layered, layered process uh, that we're that we're talking about here in terms of frag feeling fragmented in many ways. Yeah. yeah, and what I'm hearing from you right now is like, how do we get to a place where we can stand in our collective power, right? In our collective wisdom Absolutely. and our collective medicine. 
Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I, and you know, what's coming to mind right now is that um, one of the things that I really, really appreciated from our teacher, uh, Maestra uh, CC, you know, um, I, what I just remember her, her, her phrase is, uh, la medicina es para todos, you know, and, and that, and, and that, for me, that really resonates because, um, I, I believe, yes, there is appropriation and there's people that, that use indigenous healing practices for profit without any respect to the culture and where it comes from and the origins of that. Um, but there's also folks that, that truly have an appreciation and value and honor these traditions that may not be from the same background as these traditions, right? So I, I really appreciate that because it's part of, of the integration that we're talking about to, to see that the medicine, the medicine, whichever path is for everybody, right? And if someone comes into our lives um, in search of that, um, why not? You know, just because they don't look like, like me, you know, um, they're, or they're not like me, in yeah. whatever way, yeah. I love that. Um, it's so interesting because, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, like there's so much diversity, um, even within, you know, the regions of Mexico, El Salvador, Honduras, Guatemala, uh, but there's so many interconnectedness, so much interconnectedness, um, actually. Um, and even like if like up north, like here, uh, where we have a lot of uh, Native American indigenous um, groups who a lot of the, the worldview, there's, you know, things that kind of reflect some of the other uh, practices and traditions. And so it's just really interesting to see the parallels. Absolutely. There's so many parallels, just, you know, just throughout the Americas, right? Like just in this part of the, I mean, just, uh, I, I think we have so much, uh, we, there's so many similarities and there's also very rich differences in diversity. Um, and yeah, I mean, we can, <laughs> we can talk about, this could be That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> But, you know, I do want to go back to what we started with curanderismo and you mentioned how it's just so broad and with the, there's the plants, the, the healing with through plants and and then there's healings through body work and platicas. Um, and then there's just that the energy, the, the energetic component, right, of healing that I know uh, what I've learned it is that it's a big component, you know, that the contending to the spirit, our soul, our, our energy body, you know, and so when it comes to just your own, you know, your own practice of curanderismo, how, um, you know, which one do you feel more like you gravitate towards? What part do you feel that is your medicine, what you, what you have to share, what you can share? Yes, um, you know, that's a very interesting question. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm in a place where um, I know that I'm still evolving and connecting and allowing new medicine to surface. But, you know, as a social worker, as someone who, um, you know, for a long time has known that I have that empathy, that I'm able to have, um, you know, compassion for others and and also guide others to have compassion to the self. Um, you know, platicas was like a given for me that, oh, I can do that. Uh, but I've also really loved and have incorporated um, more of like the plant medicine work. 
um, you know, and I have, uh, as you know, I have an, a micro enterprise uh, called Wild Luna Botanicals. Yeah. And, I, yeah. and I do like affirmation candle work, intention candles. Um, and so that's a little bit more of like the bruja piece. <laughs> but, um, you know, I incorporate um, plantita medicine in all of my candles. I uh, create tea blends and especially like around grief and heart healing, but also womb healing. So those are, you know, some of the things that have surfaced uh, within my journey of, you know, this, this could be real medicine that I carry. Um, and then of course, working with crystals and other types of energy healing. Um, I realized that that's something that uh, really I'm like, I'm very attracted to. I love learning about it. And I love, you know, integrating those different components with other pieces like astrology and so forth. So you just have a very eclectic approach, right? It sounds like there's a little bit of everything that you incorporate in, in, the, in the work that, that you do. And, and are you doing, so I know that you're more of a macro, right, social worker. And for our folks listening, um, would you mind sharing a little bit more of that macro level work that you that you do? And, yeah, you know, and it's going to feel a little bit more like a pivot for, for those of us listening. Um, but not really, if you think about the conversation mm-hmm. we've been having. <laughs> um, so, you know, for the the last decade, over the last decade, uh, my work has been specifically with immigrant victims of crime uh, and specifically uh, victims of domestic violence, sexual violence, um, human trafficking, uh, but also those fleeing violence and persecution. Uh, so people seeking asylum. And so that has been my work, like doing more policy advocacy work, uh, community organizing, um, immigrant rights advocacy. Um, and currently I actually um, oversee seven different sites for uh, a big organization uh, and they're working directly with unaccompanied children. So I support and build capacity for these uh, legal service providers. Um, and so again, a lot of my macro work is really supporting others and also naming that this work is hard and hard work. And so the way that I show up everywhere is how do we integrate healing in every aspect of our work? Because we have attorneys, social workers, and other professionals um, in the front lines burning out. Um, and so again, like everything kind of you know, it, it's a full circle because now I'm integrating um, that in, in the work that I do, the consulting and coaching work that I do with these organizations. Um, you know, and it's, it's something that I feel like I will continue to do, just integrating healing um, in organizations, in, um, you know, community organizing work and in the work with with uh, unaccompanied children and with immigrant populations. So that's just a little like the cliff notes, but very long winded notes of, you know, some of the other work that I do. Yeah, but 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 it sounds that um, uh, uh, regardless of the level that you're working on, whether it's through, you know, with one on one or working, you know, with um, working with organization or advocacy that that you bring in that element of um the brujandera right Mm -hmm. it it sounds like that's part of that's your 
almost like your signature, <laughs> you know, your, your, your brand, right? If you want to yeah. put it in a way, it's like, you, it sounds like you incorporate this in whatever project you're working on, but this is, this is the golden thread. Yes, throughout. it really is. Um, and, you know, it didn't come easy it, because it can be really hard to carry the title of Doctora Patti and then show up the way that I do, right? Um, it, it's a, a lot of keeping my mask off. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, often um, there's a quote unquote way of being professional. And many of us wear, you know, different masks to uh, show up and be able to survive in these spaces. And for me, like part of my healing journey not only did it make me remember who I was, not only did it help me reconnect to my personal power, but it also helped me unravel my essence. And it was one of those experiences where I was like, I don't ever want to pretend or perform that I am anybody else but myself. And as soon as I was able to be unapologetic about that, it was like, this is who I am and people are really valuing my expertise for coming the way that I am and choosing to show up authentically and you know in my medicine like people my supervisor is like wow like you're so magic to be told that and affirm that it wouldn't have happened if I was still performing right well, I think people gravitate to authenticity, uh, just being real, right? Being genuine wherever you're at. And one thing that I, I want to just emphasize what you just shared is not playing small, right? And and being able to step fully into, into whatever role or capacity, but being fully there as yourself, not as mm-hmm. how you want others to see you. But it, it sounds like what you've been working on is just being your authentic self and just uh, fully, you know, fully and, and being as, as expansive and as big as you need to be, you know, given the, whatever it is that's going on for you. Yes. Taking that space. (laughs) Yeah. Take up space. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. And that in and of itself is part of the healing journey, right. Um, to be able to, to take up space, to feel like I am worthy to play big and take up space take up as much space as I need to and and what a privilege it is to be able to show up as yourself because you know we think about so many people just uh, especially a lot of women in our lives that were couldn't do that right so for us to to in this generation for us to be able to to acknowledge and maybe we're not fully there but at least to to have to be having these conversations about what that even means yeah and what's at stake if we do, and what's at stake if we don't, right? Like being able to have that check-in of, hmm, like what, like what happens if I continue the way that I have been, and what's the alternative, right? And one of them will bring healing and transformation, and the other will continue to enact harm in some way, right? Um, so those are just, you know, those were the things that I had to weigh and that I continue to negotiate uh, depending on, you know, what new spaces I, I begin to take on. Yeah. And for you, what, what was that moment when you realized, okay, this is my, 
this is my my golden thread or you know I don't know how you how you want to phrase it but this is this is what I bring this is what I show up that you know when you found your that authentic self what was that moment like for you what was going on you know what's so interesting (laughs) so um the moment um unfortunately did not happen out of nowhere I think I was actively trying to not just redefine myself but I was really trying to connect to my essence and you know I have um, a colleague an intern actually an MSWU intern who said Dr. Patty what's your story like if I was introducing you what would I say about you? And she kept being very like insistent and firm and direct with that question. And I was like, damn, what is my story? What is my brand, right? Um, and I really like, I, you know, lit my poposhkomi. I made a ceremony out of it and ritual and just sat with that. What am I here to do? Who am I? And it, it kind of happened, you know, like, the fire was still tending and, and, you know, for many of us that carry some medios that we, that are fire keepers, um, it represents your essence, your um, heart. And so it's very important that you keep it um, strong, right? Um, and so for me, like I noticed how strong it was and I was like, I'm here to reimagine how we heal and lead. Right, because like like we've talked about, um, there's a different narrative of healing that is, you know, being um, emphasized um, in this experience, right? Through social media, through when we talk about self-care um, and all of that. Um, and for me, I was like, we need something different. We need to decolonize healing. Right. Um, and we also need to um, just reimagine a way to lead this work, to lead our families, our communities, um, our mentees, uh, our classrooms, our, our organizations, and to lead in a way that is centered in healing. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it sounds like for you, it, it was, um, you just had to sit with, with that question, right, that, that your, that this, uh, your colleague was asking, you know, what, what is your story? And through that process of going within, it mm-hmm. sounds like you were able to, to come up with a, a working narrative of what has been your, what is your story? What is, what is your, mm-hmm. your brand? And, and, you know, a lot of times um, I know that for myself uh, and for many folks, it, we have many stories, right? There's so many different things that happen that shape us at different points, whether even before you we were, before you we were born, right? We already have a story. We already have um, ancestors that have shaped that for us and then we come into this world and then we have our own experiences and then you know so we have many many different stories that that shape who we really who we are right and but what I what I like with what you shared is is just being able to sit with that and to really connect with with that that's 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 hard to do also right even when we're not deliberately trying to heal we're just trying to make sense of wait who am I (laughs) right Mm -hmm. what's what's my story (laughs) yes 
And you know what? There's already so many narratives that are being made of us by others. And so for me, you're right. Like it was really hard um, to even make space for me to redefine my narrative, right? Because often even the stories that, that we carry um, sometimes and most often there, it's not even our voice, right? I think a lot about like inner child trauma um, and a lot of the stories that I carry from childhood that are the voices of those that, that were supposed to protect me and care for me and are not actually my own voice because seven-year-old me did not think like that. You know what I mean? And so um, the unraveling the story was a big thing. And being able to um, look at what I do that feels authentic to me and then use that as evidence, right? Because oftentimes we will take stories that have no evidence and allow them to be those limiting beliefs that we carry. The beliefs that, oh, we're not worthy. I'm not good enough. I, I need to be perfect, you know? Um, yeah, it, it's hard work and I'm constantly trying to unravel because it, it's, it's, a, it's a journey. Yeah, it, it absolutely is. And like we were mentioning earlier, there, there's really no shortcuts, right? We just have to, I mean, life is just going to throw, you know, we can be in it for with the intention of healing, or we can just go through the motions of the problem that life is throwing at us, but we're going to, I mean, life is going to continue to happen. And, and with each stage, other challenges are going to come up that you had, that you had no idea, right? I know for me with, with my journey where I'm at right now, being, being a new mom, that's throwing in a whole other set. Of, so I thought, okay, here I am on my healing journey. I'm doing well. And then it's like, well, now there's this stage. And now that points to other areas that I have not even maybe I wasn't even ready to look at, but now I have to, you know, so every stage, whatever that looks like for you, it's just going to bring in um, new opportunities. That's how I like to see it. New opportunities to continue expanding and continue on your journey because it's, it is definitely a journey. I don't, I don't think there's necessarily an end. I think we're always going to be improving and getting better and healing, but it is a lifelong journey. And I think, and I want that. I don't want to know everything I need to know now. I want to continue, you know, um, learning for and integrating, you know, healing for the, for the rest of my life. I I know there's so much there to, to continue. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for this conversation. Oh, you're welcome. I feel so like it's so beautiful to even think about where we start. And um, like you said, there's just so many paths to healing. Um, And I think, you know, for those, if if there was anything I could say to those that are listening is um, your path is your own. Your path is your own. You will hear people will say this is how you have to heal what I always say is your healing is your path and yours alone allow your intuition to guide you like you know what you need right um and so that's that's I that has served me well 
so beautiful. Well, thank you so much, um, Patty, for being here. For I'm so glad we got to finally catch up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. So, for folks that would you know would like to get to know more about your work and get to know you a little bit better, how can they find you? Yeah, so you can go to my website. Um, you can find me at www.drpattyramirez.com. Uh, it would be drpattyramirez.com. Um, and then, of course, you know, my social media pages, which I will share um, with Rosa, uh, but it's at dr.pattyramirez. And then if you want to check out my Wild Luna Botanicals, uh, business you can find us on social media as wild luna underscore botanicals and please don't hesitate to reach out i am just here to continue to support and guide others to connect to their inner wisdom and their medicine wonderful well thank you so much and i look forward to talking to you again soon thanks likewise I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope that you found it healing and nourishing to your mind and soul. If there's a friend that you think would benefit from listening to this information, please share it. Share about our podcast. If you feel called to, please leave us a review as this really, really helps boost our presence here in Apple Podcasts and it makes it easier for others to find us to stay up to date on new episode releases and special events and projects that I'm working on. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner Healing Paths Podcast, and you can subscribe to my newsletter by going to my website, which is rosachettilcsw.com. And I will include this information and links in the show notes. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to sharing with you again next time.